Welcome to another episode of Into the Remote Podcast, the show where we explore the new ways of working and exciting new future of work. Glad to have you with us again. Welcome to another episode of Into the Remote Podcast. And today we'll be talking about taxes and remote work. And I think it's a really important topic. Because when we talk about remote work, we rarely think about taxes and legal implications, right? Like, we just like to think of cool locations and nice coffee places to work out of. A month on the Canary Islands, right? To reduce the number of uh, winter days um, in Europe. But taxes are not really on the top of our list. But I dare to say there are only three things certain in life which is taxes, death, and the fact that the flexible work is here to stay. And I'm really excited to welcome our guest today, Michal Shurek, who is a tax manager at PwC and has been working with taxes and clients for over 13 years. Michal, welcome. Thank you, Jura, for uh, the invitation. Yeah, and happy to be here. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, a bit of the background story, like Michal approached us himself after listening to a couple of episodes and he said like, okay, you're right. I think we should be talking about this. And I just love the idea. So thanks a lot for reaching out and, you know. Yeah, very welcome. Hopefully it will be beneficial. Absolutely. I'm totally sure of that. And I'm really excited that you accepted the invitation because on top of being a tax professional, you also embrace remote work, Michal. And I know that just recently you came back from your workation. Uh, for those of you who might be not familiar with the term, it's a vacation combined with a few extra days of work. So what do you like most about this concept, Michal? You know, it was... It was very nice to, despite the fact that there is a tax season going on out there, uh, but that I was able to take some kind of a vacation combined with the work. So it was basically 70% of uh, pleasure and 30% of work. Right. Super cool. Don't you think that your work might interfere with your vacation? Um, actually not. It was it was very, very nice. It was a lot of rain there, but despite this, uh, yeah, uh, I was fully focused on the on the work. So uh, my my children were with with the parents, uh, with, with basically my wife and the parents-in-law. So basically, it was more like a vacation. Nice, sweet. So you are able to combine the best of both worlds. That's wonderful. So Michal, let's build on that. So first of all. What does it mean to work from a different country, from the legal perspective, right? Like, can extending your vacation for extra few days or even few weeks qualify as working from a uh, foreign country? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And basically, before COVID, this was maybe not a hot topic. It was maybe not discussed or maybe not uh, seen so often. But after COVID ended or the pandemic ended, uh, this become more natural, and uh, also the companies try to attract the employees with with providing more flexibility with work, and not not only within one country, but also in different countries. So let's talk about those different uh, new work arrangements, uh -huh. right? Like you just experienced a workation, and I believe a lot of our listeners had some kind of experience with that but there's also there there are other setups right like a permanent transfer even commuter or a digital nomad who works every month practically from a different country so again from the legal perspective what are some of the main differences we mm -hmm. should be considering so for commuters 
the, the setup is different than for workation because for commuters, the employee works from home residence, mm-hmm. basically, for example, from Austria and uh, works and commutes to Slovakia to work in Slovakia in Bratislava. Uh, for workation, you are basically going somewhere for a short period of time, maybe some, some days or weeks or, or even months, but then you return home and the home might be in the same country as the employer is located. Michal, what does a company need to do if any of its employees eventually wants to work remotely or from a different country? Yeah, that's a brilliant question because the company needs to know who is going to work from different country and also how many days. It sounds easy, but for especially for big companies, this is a huge issue to basically investigate who and from where works. Mm-hmm. And how do these larger companies actually tackle it? Do they build any systems where they keep track of the people? Yeah, uh, sometimes they already have some kind of system that have the ability to kind of mark what was the country or what was what was the the city. Uh, but some of them also kind of need to buy some different, some new one, or yeah, to connect with the tax provider. How many days? Can companies allow their employees to work from abroad? Yeah, this really depends on the company. How she or the company evaluates the the, the risks and kind of uh, obstacles with, with the remote work. So it might be 10 days that, okay, we said 10 days, the employees can work from everywhere and we don't care. But it can be also backed with, with a huge analysis of the all countries involved. And for example, in PwC, There is uh, six weeks of possible working from outside. This is a pretty pretty good kind of standard. It's, it means 30 days from uh, within a year to work from different country. Let's paint a, an example over here. Uh, I would love to hire somebody, let's say, in, uh, in France, from Slovakia, right? Like, what are some of the legal options I could, I could use? Yeah. Uh, the the first option is, for example, to yeah create a branch in in France and to basically run all the reporting in France. Ooh, that's a lot of work. A lot of work, a lot of money that you need to invest. But of course, it's compliant. Uh, or you can mm, kind of uh, do with the with the employees some kind of a remote setup. But of course, there are limitations that the employee can uh, spend working from home. For example, when we are speaking about social security, uh, yeah, there is a new thing that is coming. But for for teleworkers, currently there is a there is an exception for for working from home from th- from their country till end of June uh, 2023 this year, and then as of uh, July there is a intended kind of a new setup which can allow uh, up to 50% of time spent working from home from different country for example from France all right so let's talk about remote work visa what countries offer remote work visas um, to potential candidates and what does it actually mean for a person who would like to work outside of that particular country yeah within EU we usually don't deal with with the immigration and because we are working within within EU we within the European Union, but for example, re- just recently, I think from February, uh, Spain um, released this this uh, nomad visa, digital nomad visa, which is uh, available for the third country nationals, 
And before that, uh, also Portugal, Italy, Greece kind of supported working from their uh, territory for, for the third country nationals under the uh, digital nomad visa. Usually there are some kind of a, um, conditions that you need to fulfill. For example, within the Spain setup, uh, there is certain salary threshold that you need to have. Got it. And you mentioned Spain, and I know that a lot of our friends uh, like to shorten that uh, Central European winter and spend a few weeks or even months in the Canary Islands. What is, again, the duration limit, um, you know, after which I need to, you know, do something about the taxes and the legal implications? Like, can I stay there for, let's say, three months without, you know, declaring my stay in the country? Yeah, there, there are different... Uh, views on that. Uh, there is a social security view. We discussed that as of 1st of uh, July, if Spain and Slovakia signs the framework agreement and kind of apply this, these uh, rules, then uh, up to 50% you could work from, uh, from uh, Spain. But there is a tax point of view. Um, based on my knowledge, uh, Spain has pretty simple tax rules that they kind of uh, track the the working days in your country. And I think they, they have it linked to 183 days. So uh, it's important to know if you would kind of uh, become become the uh, Spain Spanish residence in, uh, in Spain or not. And this has influence on the taxation, for example, of your income there. Got it. So if I work uh, from Spain less than 183 days, then I'm paying taxes still in my home country. You would probably be considered as a non-resident and uh, then also not, not paying taxes there if, uh, if this is no Spanish source because they would tax just the Spanish source income there. And uh, then you need to look on the double tax treaty between Slovakia and, and, and Spain. I think it's within article 14 or 15. And if it is the standard one, then uh, if you don't spend there more than 183 days, this, this might be kind of possible. But now I'm not speaking about the, you know, permanent establishment risks that are there uh, for, for the company, but uh, purely me as an, as, as an employee, the social security, the taxes. And yeah, if you are a European Euro Union uh, kind of a citizen, then uh, yeah, the immigration is not a big problem. So... When we're talking about tracking working from a different country, I see it as a longer contract, more or less. But what about workation? Like, what is the general practice out there? Um, how do companies tackle this? Is it, you know, just you get a manager's approval? Let's say I'm going to spend a week in Rome and another week I'm going to work from the city? Or should we actually keep track of that uh, as well? Yeah, uh, this depends on the company, how kind of uh, prudent or, or kind of focus is on the counting of the days and on, on the compliance. Uh, the the vacation somewhere between seven or 10 days, which is kind of a one time per year for the employee in, in one country, uh, should not kind of bring some kind of a social security, for example, uh, risk for, for the employee or for the, for the company. But of course, if the employee is kind of traveling every month, like that to different countries, this is uh, something that the company should be aware of and tracking, definitely. Got it. So again, here comes the company culture, their uh, risk aversion, uh, attitude, and also like the think of a trust, right? Like it 
all depends on how you communicate this with your manager and what the setup is in the in the team and in the company. Yeah, definitely. My my advice would be definitely tell it to the employer. Tell where you are gonna to work, where you are gonna work, because without that, yeah, the the trust trust issue might be there. Michal, what would be your final piece of advice for an employee who wants to work from abroad? Yeah, uh, the the first advice would be definitely to discuss beforehand with the employer. You know, don't don't uh, deal with that after the vacation happened. Uh, deal with that before. Discuss where you want to go, how long you want to stay there, and you know, find their solution because there are always solutions how to do that. Uh, if the employer is not uh, kind of sure if this is compliant, then he needs to outsource this kind of question. But definitely discuss this before. And Michal, the last question, which we ask all of our guests, what free books did you read recently that inspired you into a new way of thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would not definitely say Income Tax Act 2023, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'm more a podcast guy. But I really like the, the Michal Troban podcast. This okay. is something that I'm listening every every time. But from books... Uh, Never Split the Difference by Hritzbos. This this is really one. Uh, surround, uh, surrounded by Idiots. Mm-hmm. Again, again, great book, which kind of di- gives you different angle, how you look on your um, friends or even colleagues. And also the uh, How Do We Decide. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really one, a good one. And my future that I really want to read is Future of Human Behavior. You would not... You, you probably didn't hear about this one. It's by Timothy uh, De Jong. He's really good behavior expert. And I have uh, heard a presentation. He's perfect presenter and speaker. And I heard a presentation uh, during COVID about what happens after COVID. And it almost precisely happened, as he said. So I'm like, okay, I need to read his book. Awesome. Michal, thank you so much for being with us and thank you so much for all the advice that you shared on the taxation and legal side of remote work. Thank you again. Thank you for the invitation. It was a pleasure.